What's up, guys? It's the Blue Bloods. We are back. We have a Week 16 preview and also a Conference Championship Week preview. It's just COVID has completely messed up these weeks. So we have all the Conference Championships. We have SEC matchups that don't mean a thing because no one's going to a bowl game, it seems like. Just ask the Big 12. Everyone's opting out of those. Guys, we're going to kick it off with pick six. As always, it's become a theme this year, Brandon. We do not have six games to pick six. We got seven because there's so many good games this weekend, and it's conference championship weekend, so we had to get all of those in. And then, guys, we got some storylines. We're going to break down the national signing day today. It was early signing day kicked off today. We're going to break down what has happened so far. We're going to react to the garbage that is the college football playoff committee and their rankings. Everyone should lose their job in that room. And we're going to drop our next Hosman poll. Did Kyle Trask lose the Hosman lead last week in the swamp against LSU? And we're going to wrap it up. Brandon's gambling corner. What is better than gambling corner? Uh, not a segment. It's my favorite segment. It's your favorite segment. But guys, we have a full show today. So let's kick it off. Starting with a game that I feel like I'm excited for. I feel like Brandon's going to let his dumb brain trick him in this one. We have the Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns facing off against the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers for the Sun Belt Championship 230 on ESPN. And Brandon, why you've stuck with them all year long. Why are your Raging Cajuns going to pull off the upset and win the Sun Belt? Guys, if this game seems familiar at all to you, that's because it is. Uh, these two teams faced off back in October, October 14th, um, Louisiana Lafayette, uh, the Raging Cajuns. <laughs> they they had a home <laughs> game against the Chanticleers. By the way, Sunbelt mascots might just be the greatest thing in this country. Like that's, that's the best part about 2020 right now is that two Sunbelt teams are ranked and those two teams are the Chanticleers and the Raging Cajuns. Um, so that's incredible. Anyway, yeah, this game played back in October, a really good game, by the way. Like this is one of the better games that I've watched this season. Uh, it ended up being 30, 27, um, in, in favor of the Chanticleers. And if, if my memory is serving me correctly, I want to say this game came down like, like to the buzzer, right? Um, yeah, it was, it was a last second field goal yep. by, by, <laughs> by coastal Carolina that won this game. Um, so I don't think my, it's going to be my dumb brain tricking me into picking Louisiana Lafayette this weekend. I just think that it's hard to beat a team twice in a season. It's especially hard to beat a team twice in the season when you barely beat them the first time. Um, UL has looked incredible all year long. I mean, nine and one is nine and one. I mean, call it what you want. It's been a sunbelt. It's been a sunbelt only season. Sure. The case is the same for Coastal Carolina with the exception of BYU and BYU is basically just a Sunbelt team playing in Utah. So, um, <laughs> that's a good yeah, point. I mean, I like I mean, that. It's a fact. So, yeah, I'm going to take Louisiana uh, Lafayette in this one, Zach. I might even go over to Lafayette this weekend just to hang out. Well, 
there's an LSU game this weekend, so maybe not. But I'll go there one weekend, and I'll uh, I'll report on their campus. They have a swamp on their campus, Zach. Did you know that? I did not. They do. It's wild. Is it like so? It's like a real swamp. Like they just built the campus around this like actual swamp. Yeah. So I know that you like to think that all of Louisiana is just a giant swamp, and that's just, or, or like a bayou, and that's just not the case. Um, I don't know if you know where Lafayette is in Louisiana, but that is like true Cajun country. Like that is that is actually like I where had, you go. I had no doubt they were called the yeah. Raging Cajuns. It, it, <laughs> they would be fake if it was anything else. Facts. South of I ten. I mean, it, it is what it is. Oh God, south of I ten. Yeah, yeah, I don't even go that way. <laughs> if, if, if you're anywhere below New Orleans, <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta. That's we gotta have a talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. I, I don't even need to see what you're doing down there. We'll just we'll nod to each other in the hallway, and that's it. I don't even. I'll let you, I'll let you I'll let you know about it. I'll give you an inside view after after that. Episode. That well, hey, we, we could do a live stream from Lafayette one day. We can. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's 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 uh that's premium content though, guys. Uh, subscribe to our subscribe to our OnlyFans for that content. Oh God! You see, I thought we were gonna say Patreon. No, nah, right take it a step further. There you go. That's that's where Zach and I are going for our paid content. <laughs> <laughs> we already know y'all all have the app. Just don't even lie to us. <laughs> don't even lie to us. This isn't that like special calculator app. You already know. You already know what I'm talking about. But man, for me, Brandon, I, I get that it was a close game the first time around, but this one's on the teal turf. This yeah. one is in Conway, South Carolina, and there's not a better environment in college football. And that's just Con- that that is that is only <laughs> Myrtle Beach. That is that is that is a trailer town. That's what Conway you, is. You, you, we don't have to insult Conway on the podcast. I'm, I can insult South Carolina as much as I want to. People don't realize this, but South Carolina, I mean, people think Alabama is like when you think of like bad things in the South, people think of Alabama. Start thinking about South Carolina. You would not talk about Clemson like this. What are you doing? What do you mean I wouldn't talk? Yes, I would. You're lying. I, I mean, I, I Sir, have, and I will continue to do so. You are full of lies. I will continue to do Do you not remember the national championship episode, Zach? That's because they're playing LSU. I know. <laughs> hang on. Uh, in, what, six games? This is the last, the last game we're covering. I'm expecting you to trash talk Clemson and pick Notre Dame. I'm, I'm okay. I'm just saying, Zach. South Carolina teams haven't haven't had a very good run against Louisiana teams in 2020. Oh my goodness! Yeah, L- L- LSU hasn't had a very good run against anybody this year, except for Florida. Yeah, well, that's no Florida beat themselves. Let's no. say, if the shoe <laughs> if the shoe doesn't end up 20 yards down the field, you know what, Brandon? If Florida gets a, that ball a culture, back, what happens? It's a, it's a culture issue, is what it is. Oh my goodness! Over oh there in goodness. Florida. Oh, man. But listen, all, the quarterbacks are going to get a lot of the shine here, Brandon. Levi Lewis and Grayson McCall, they've both been spectacular. Both of them for 2,100 yards. Lewis has 17 touchdowns. McCall has 23, but McCall has kept the ball safe. And I think that's what's going to put the Chanticleers over the top. But the matchup I want you all to watch, Elijah Mitchell versus C.J. Marable. The running game is going to have to carry these teams to the finish line, I mean, Maribel has been on fire. I mean, Brandon, he was the true reason they got past BYU. He was running the ball hard. He was physical. He he made plays when they needed to. He's going to have to do it this weekend. Mitchell's run for over 750 yards. He's going to have to take some of the pressure off of Lewis this weekend, Brandon. I mean, we saw the Chanticleers defense make Zach Wilson look mediocre. 
that's hard to do. And I think Wilson's a better quarterback than Levi Lewis. And so I think Lewis is going to be in for a rude awakening because this is the second time the Chanticleers have got a shot at him. Yeah, I mean, that's fair enough. I, and look, that this is going to be a really good matchup, the, the running back uh, matchup in this game. I think both of these guys are very talented. I, I think um, that if if Mitchell gets the ball more, he ends up having better stats than Marable. Um, he just has like 40 fewer carries. And that's, I mean, I, I think they're both incredible running backs is what I'm trying to get at. And how about the how about the records against the spread, Brandon? You love the spread. Coastal Carolina is a three-and-a-half-point favorite, but your Louisiana Lafayette team, five-and-five against the spread. Yeah, not great. Um, Coastal Carolina, eight, two, and one. But, see, look. So, at least least UL doesn't have a tie. And what I say, what do they they say a tie is like? They They say a tie is like kissing your sister. I mean that that fits for South Carolina. I, I, I've never heard that. I don't know where you've got never that heard quote. that. I need you to find the person who made that quote. I think it was like I think it was like John Rothstein. Is where it was someone with a gambling problem. Well, yeah. I mean, you know me. <laughs> I mean, but listen, both of these teams in their last game squeaked out a win. Lafayette came out with a three point win over Appalachian State, and Coastal Carolina squeaked by Troy last week. Um, I think. The Chanticleers are going to be on high alert. Louisiana Lafayette had a bye week last week, and we've seen teams that have – I get the bye week's important, but in a COVID year, they've already had a bye week. I, I really think because this Coastal Carolina team could pull this one out, Brandon. I think they have the better defense. I think they have the better offense, and I think they have the two best players on the field in McCall and Marable. I have Coastal Carolina winning the Sun Belt, Brandon, making their case for the playoffs at 12 and 0 with a 34 to 21 win over the Raging Cajuns this weekend. You think it's that big of a win? That's, that's I think crazy. it's that big of a win. That's crazy. I'm going to go with UL, obviously. I have to go with Lafayette, and I'm going to take them 28 24. Disrespect. The disrespect. I think they're coming off. I think they're coming off a big win against App State last I, week. I think I, I think I they're going to get beat to death this weekend over the head on the teal turf. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The teal turf is undefeated, literally, right now. Yeah. Well, well, Zach and I, Zach and I, might have a little action on this one. Uh, so, Zach, <laughs> when we record, if Zach sounds a little uh, down, you know why. I'm playing. I'm playing the Coastal Carolina uh, fight song. <laughs> they pull this one out. <laughs> they don't. They um, don't have a fight song. It's just. It's. It's a band. It's, banjo, just, one, it's just. It's just one dude with a mullet yodeling. <laughs> That's <laughs> The mullets okay. versus the Mormons. This is going to be the Cages versus versus the mullets. So that's a matchup that, that you won't want to miss. Listen, this is going to be tough because a lot of Cajuns have mullets. So yeah, there's yeah. going to be some there's going to be some torn souls on Saturday. <laughs> on, uh, okay. it, <laughs> but listen, you're gonna, guys, you're going to piss the Cajuns off, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> you're going to have to find me in that swamp. But the AAC finally back in primetime, seven o'clock on ABC. It's the return of the Cincinnati Bearcats, number nine in the country. We'll get to that later because that is disrespectful. 8-0 will be taking on the Tulsa Golden Hurricanes, who are ranked 23rd in the country. They're 6-1. and one. This is a big matchup, Brandon. Uh, Tulsa's looking for that signature win, and that one loss only came to Oklahoma State with a game that they dominated. And yeah. Cincinnati's looking to finally make a statement. Who do you got here and why? So I know that you said it's a big game. Um, 
but is it big enough to be prime time? <laughs> no, I think yeah. they just did that because they didn't they didn't want to put Clemson, Notre Dame, and Bama and Florida at the same time slot. That's fair enough. So this game is being played at seven on ABC for God knows game. why. So um, I don't know, Zach. I mean, I understand this is a conference championship game. I understand Tulsa is ranked by the committee this this uh, this week, which might not mean a whole lot, honestly. If we're if we're being honest, yeah. we'll get it to that later. Um, and yeah, that one loss was to Oklahoma State. Um, Cincinnati doesn't have a loss, and they they are rolling. And to be honest with you, I don't think this game is going to be close. I know the spread's 14 and a half. I, honestly, I think Cincinnati might cover that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be hard to beat Cincinnati. But the key, Brandon, here, Cincinnati has not played a game since the 21st of November. They will be almost exactly a month since they played their last game. Yeah, that is tough. And we have seen what happens to team. We have seen what happens to teams with long breaks. Yeah, that's true. About real sloppy. Yeah, they have. And you got this Tulsa team who played on the fifth. They played on the nineteenth. I mean, they've played consistently pretty much. I mean, dominant win over Navy, man, nineteen to six, Brandon. So apparently, Navy's offense is really, really bad. That's a bad team. We knew (laughs) that's a real bad team, but. When you're looking at this game, Brandon, you look you look down the positional chart. I mean, outside of maybe I, this is this is a tough maybe. Outside of maybe Keelan Stokes at wide receiver, I don't know if you could say Tulsa has the better player at any position on the field. No, I don't think they do. Um, I, I really don't, and and I wouldn't even I wouldn't even say Stokes is. I, I guess. I guess Cincinnati just spreads the ball out more is, is really what it comes down to. Um, because I don't know if he's better than any of these Cincinnati receivers. Honestly, he just gets the ball more. Right. I, I, I get that. I mean, he probably gets the ball more. They pass a lot. Desmond I mean, he, Ritter gets, also... he gets the ball every third time the Tulsa passes. That's true. Well, I mean, he's always open, man. This kid's a baller. I mean, 500 yards receiving only two. I mean, listen, Cincinnati's played eight games. Tulsa's played seven for their receivers to their leading receivers to only have two touchdowns and one touchdown. Like that's pretty tough. Yeah. That's a tough look. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, I can't believe they're in the, in the AC championship, by the way, that's Who? crazy. If you want to Tulsa, they're six and zero in conference play, man. They're Dude, they, they're good. I know they're good, but like, okay, imagine this. Like six months ago, you tell you tell us like present us goes back in time, tells past us six months ago that Tulsa is going to be in the AAC championship. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to believe you in the face. Yeah, but you're just trying to you're trying to mess with me. And I mean, <laughs> after last season when the AAC seemed so dominant, I mean they had. Cincinnati, they had SMU, they had Memphis, and even UCF. I mean, those were like the obvious front runners in my in my opinion. And then this season, I mean, what happened to Memphis? What happened to SMU? Uh, UCF has basically hung in there for most of these games, but they they keep losing by like a field goal, like they did to Cincinnati. And I don't know, Tulsa just did not come to mind when I thought about good AAC teams. No, that it really, they really did it. I mean, and even when we covered up, what was it, the game the first week we covered uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma State? Yeah. I, I made it to pick six, and you were saying, like, why is this a pick six game? Like, it's not good. This game is not going to be good. We both picked Oklahoma State for a blowout, and Tulsa should have won that game. Yeah. 
And this is the Oklahoma State team that was in the Big 12 title race. Yeah, you're right. But the real thing that separates these teams, Brandon, is the is I think is their offensive production. I mean, with Desmond Ritter, with Jared Dokes, with with Jerome Ford, with I mean, they, they have so many weapons. Jay Sean Jackson at wide receiver. They're averaging 41 points a game, putting up almost 500. They're putting up over 234, both through the air and on the ground. It's like you cannot stop them. Desperate Ritter's dynamic through the air, dynamic on the ground. They can run the ball at the middle, to the outside. There's there's nothing you can just game plan against and say, okay, that's what they're weak at. We need to focus on the other stuff. You have to play a perfect defensive game to beat the Cincinnati team. Right, right. And, I mean, it's hard enough to stop Desmond Ritter, but he's not the only weapon on this offense, and that, that's the scary part. Um, the running back, uh, uh, what is it, Jared Dokes? I mean, he's he's putting up a lot of yards this season. He has 660 yards on the ground this season, seven touchdowns. He's averaging almost five yards every single time he touches the ball, and that's crazy. I mean, so this the Cincinnati offense is, I mean, they're just weapons on top of weapons. And then their defense is, Zach thinks, elite. I think really good. So, I don't know. So disrespectful. Uh, how? They're they're allowing almost three, about three hundred yards per game. They're allowing fifteen points per game, and they statistically have the best secondary in the entire country. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still not going to call. Do we lead. need they're to go playing. over this? Like, do, I don't want to bore our people that listen to this podcast. Like, <laughs> do I need to go through the stats again? No, I don't do that. But I mean. They have so many people that can do so many different things. And then you got Jarrell White, over 70 tackles, two sacks this year. Darian Beavers at linebacker. James Wiggins at safety. Kobe Bryant at cornerback. Derek Forrest. Yeah, but it's Kobe with a C. C-O-B-Y. That's tough. Yeah, not, that's not, uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of the name, but well, to <laughs> Easter own. I mean, and then you have Amai Garner. They have ball hawks back here, Brandon. They, the, as a team, they have 13 interceptions on the year. Uh, they ha- they always in the backfield, 24 sacks. I mean, what else would you like them to do? Um, I don't know, Zach. I, I mean, 35 for- pass breakups. Yeah, against AAC team, Zach. Stop it. You need to no, stop that right now. I will not. Because you were high on Memphis last year, too. So I need you to stop it. Yeah, I was high on Memphis last year. I was high. Yeah, I was high on a team that made a New Year's Six Bowl last year. Yes. Cincinnati's going to be high, make a New Year's Six Bowl. No, not if the committee has anything to do say uh, about it. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. They're projected to play Georgia right now, I think, if I'm not mistaken. They might They might be Georgia, unless JT Daniels is playing. JT Daniels is the starter now, so that might not be a good look for Cincinnati. Yeah, maybe we'll see. That's tough. But listen, guys, I don't think Tulsa has the offense to keep up. I think Cincinnati has the perfect defense to keep Tulsa down. I think Desmond Ritter eats. I think Jared Dokes eats. I think Jerome Ford eats. I have a blowout here, Brandon. 45-13 Bearcats roll this weekend. Yeah, and that's that that's about right. I've got I've got Cincinnati 42, uh, Tulsa 14. Love it. Look at look look at you see the, the chemistry on the podcast is there. Like we we got these scores down. We're going out west, guys. We had our projected Pac-12 champions making it by default because everyone else got COVID. We have a three and two team in the conference championship. This is bad. This is real bad. And they're still almost a favorite over the undefeated 13th ranked USC Trojans. This game, Brandon, is in primetime on Fox, 7 o'clock 
on Friday. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for this game, but Brandon, I know how we all, everyone knows if you've listened to a single episode of this podcast, we know who you're picking. Tell us why Keaton eats and tell us why the Trojans get a Pac-12 championship in 2020. That's true. He's going to eat because he already cooked last weekend, so he's got to do something. Um, <laughs> 1,600 yards on the year through five games. I mean, I don't, I don't feel like I need to say anymore. 15 touchdowns, four interceptions, Average. whatever. 15. He's the – what? <laughs> okay. I mean, it's not it's – not, I mean, listen – Tyler Shaw has 143 attempts. Keaton Slovis has 212, and Tyler Shaw's at 1,400 yards. Meh. But he doesn't cook like Keaton. He doesn't cook like Keaton. He doesn't have the same swag. He doesn't have the same demeanor. He's going to get the win this weekend, though. I don't know about that. I mean, he has two losses in a row to Washington State. uh, (laughs) No, I'm sorry, to Oregon State and to Cal. So maybe not. You don't have to be disrespectful. This I mean, is, I'm, I'm going to be this is a three and two team in the in their conference championship. That's awful. That it's is so bad. It's not hearsay. What? <laughs> it's just a rumor. I've just been hearing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, mm-hmm. guess you know who is three and two? USC oh. against the spread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are, but you know who's two and three? Is Oregon against <laughs> I, the spread? I was really hoping you didn't see that. Yeah, I was. I, saw I, was I was really hoping you were not paying attention there. <laughs> I, I, I thought I had you there. Um, and honestly, like, the spreads the spreads only USC minus three. Yeah, I'm. Can I take the push? Yeah, I mean, what were the odds on the push? I have no idea. Let me go check. I'll I'll keep you guys up to date. So. Hit him, but, hit him with some knowledge, Zach. Yeah. Uh, while you look that up, I mean, the, I think both offenses are going to put up a lot of points. Um, Oregon, yes, they've struggled in the past two games, but this team's young. And Brandon, I like like I've told you and like you've said and what we've told everybody, this team's probably been most affected by opt-outs more so than anybody in the country. Yeah. I mean, when you lose, I think, I think between the next two draft classes, Brandon, they had – six first round picks opt out yeah that, that sounds about right and a top three pick in Panay Suel who is the best offensive lineman in the country facts and and I think when we covered secondary Javon Holland is arguably the best safety in the country yeah, slot probably. corner in the country whatever you want to call them slot. and they had and they had two senior five-year senior safeties opt out it's like I don't know what you expected from this Oregon team yeah, right. And <clears throat> then you lose your spring practice. Then you lose some fall practice. Then you don't have enough games to prepare. Then you think the season's canceled. It's like every single thing that could go wrong for a young team went wrong for this Oregon team. Yeah. But absolutely. I mean, they still find themselves here, Brandon, which I think that evens the playing field so much because these Oregon players are going to be playing with nothing to lose. I mean, does USC really have a lot to lose? It's not like they're I, – I honestly don't think they're in – I mean, well, they'll make a New Year's Six Bowl. They'll make the Rose Bowl, I guess, if they win. Yeah. So, Oregon's playing with two losses, and they're walking in like, we weren't even supposed to be here. Yeah. And true. USC's undefeated with a chance at the Rose Bowl with – some people even think a chance at the playoffs. I don't see it. If they jump from 13 into the playoffs, I will be – I don't even know. I will be shaken. Okay, but to be fair, if they if they win this weekend, they're six and zero, and then if Ohio State wins this weekend, they're seven and zero. So 
I mean, I get it. I understand that, that Ohio State looks a lot better than USC, but I don't know how far fetched it is. And and I and based on how the committee's been acting this far, uh, it might not be that out of reach. That's fair enough. They might drop Cincinnati can win by fifty, and they might still drop them. Might be like, uh, you know what? You 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 seem like an eleven. You seem like the number eleven team in the country. And listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. So, Brandon. Iowa State and USC have very similar colors. Maybe the committee will get them confused. <laughs> you know, they have a lot we of respect. Can only hope that's true. They have a lot of respect for them uh, Cyclones over there in Ames. <laughs> Facts. Uh, but listen, Keaton's going to do his thing. Tyler Shaw is going to have to go blow for blow with Keaton Slovis. He's, he's going to have to not turn the ball over. He's going to have to be dynamic through the air. He's going to have to push the ball down the field. Troy Dodd, C.J. Verdell, all those guys are going to have to run the ball. And the key here, that front seven for Oregon, man, Kayvon Thibodeau and all them boys are going to have to stop the running game. If you put – if if Keaton Slovis, if you make him throw the ball 50, 60 times, Oregon's going to win this game. I don't know about that. That, that. That's like the exact opposite of what I was going to say. I was going to say they're going to have to – they're going to have to put pressure on Keaton because this this running game isn't going anywhere. Like, well, I, well, that's what I meant. Like, if you make them throw 50, 60 times a game, you can start bringing blitzes, and Kayvon Thibodeau is better than any single offensive lineman on that USC team. No, I mean, you're you're right, but, I mean, I don't I don't know if we're on the same page here. Like, <laughs> it doesn't sound like we're on the same page. Oh, like, man. because, I, I mean, Keaton, Keaton's used to throwing it 50 times a game. Like, what are we talking about? Yeah, but he, uh, when he throws 50 times a game – he should have lost to Arizona and Arizona State, but when they could run the ball, the games aren't even close. Okay. If if because if you make them one dimensional, they're easier to stop. If he's running the ball and you have to dedicate more defenders to stopping Malapay and the rest of the running backs, Keaton Slovis is gonna pick that defensive backfield apart. Yeah, you're right. A thousand percent. And I think USC has been flying by just like what the seam of their pants. I mean, escaped UCLA escaped Arizona, escaped at home against Arizona State. I mean, this team is like the cardiac kids. They're pulling out games that they would have lost in previous years. Clay Helton is starting to feel comfortable. He's off the hot seat. Mario Cristobal is looking to prove a point. These players have nothing to lose, Brandon. And I expect the most fired-up Oregon team that we've seen all year. Plus, they've been to the Rose Bowl. They were there last year. They got a taste of it. They they won the Pac-12 championship last year after suffering an embarrassing loss to Arizona State. I see something similar this year, Brandon. I have Oregon winning a close one, 35-28, out, out in the Pac-12 championship, and I know that breaks your heart, but I still think Keaton plays a good game. I just think that Oregon team comes together and they finally live up to that hype that we gave them this offseason. I don't know. I don't know about that. I do think it's a close game, but I think USC pulls it out. I think USC wins this one 30, uh, 34-31. Trash. Just trash. Nah. I, I don't know why you're on this bus, the Keaton bus. But I'm, I'm we're, Sam. we're moving to the Anarchy Bowl, the Big Ten Championship. Yes. Um, but apparently we valued rules and now, you know, F the rules. We don't follow any rules. We're letting everybody into the conference championship, even at five wins trash conference i hate i hate the big 10 so much listen i had disdain already for the big 10 it is an all-out grudge match like i'll like listen the next logan paul pay-per-view i i I want kevin warren 
I listen. I know we don't. I know we're not as big as like Party My Taker and these other podcasts. If you know, if you can get us big, I'm calling out Kevin Warren to a boxing match, the next okay. Logan Paul fight. Oh, I mean that. What an odd choice to to fight him during like like you're going to be the undercard for Logan yes. Paul. Yes. Okay. Whatever. Cool. Let's do it. Hey, it's all good. Hey, he's fighting Conor McGregor. Apparently, you know what? Two people can catch the L that night. I thought he was he's fighting. Not... No, he's fighting Floyd Mayweather, dude. Uh, well, no, his brother's fighting Conor McGregor. That's right. Which is crazy. Like, that, that, what's that what's is... going on? Can we talk about that for a minute? <laughs> Bro, k- k- listen. Okay, so it's different. Okay, so like Floyd Money Mayweather is like kind of not insane, I would say, and like won't try to kill him. His brother might die. Like Conor McGregor's the type of dude that will murder somebody. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I'm I'm not trying to turn this into the boxing podcast right now. But Floyd Mayweather has made his career on, on fighting defensively. So, you know, he like Logan Paul is not going to die. Jake Paul really might die. But like, dude, Conor McGregor is the same dude who showed up at a at a pay-per-view event and threw a whole dolly through a window <laughs> and lacerated three fighters' faces from the windows <laughs> exploding and then still fought the cops and got away. <laughs> and you they were going to you know step what? into a cage with that dude? Don't do it bad idea listen like that's because like uh, i don't know i don't even know like a good example that'd be like if you got to pick a linebacker to meet in the hole and your brother was like you know what i'm going big or nothing i want ray lewis in the early 2000s and you're like whoa you probably don't need that he, he just killed a guy did you know that <laughs> oh you'd have to go there I, I, that's not the <laughs> i forgot about that holy crap but dude like I forgot who it was. Like I was, um, who I forgot who said it. Like I was listening to a podcast today where they were talking about it and they like the dude kind of made the same point that I, I was thinking, like he was like Conor McGregor. I, he thinks is like an actual psychopath. I mean, he probably is like, why are like, listen, like pick out somebody who's like, not crazy. Like don't pick Conor McGregor. Like, or that'd be like picking John Jones or somebody like, why would you want to fight him? <laughs> Well, John Jones is, is still suspended, probably. So that's true. But John Jones is going to hit you from 15 feet away, dude. He's six four with an 85 inch reach. That is disrespectful. <laughs> Who's it disrespectful to? That's disrespectful to nature. Like that's not supposed to happen, <laughs> dude. He has the wingspan of like a seven foot nine person. True. <laughs> True. Like that's not fair in fighting. That, that that's ridiculous. Brandon, <laughs> put your still... arms out. Put and your he still said, out. you know what? I, I, I'm gonna take them steroids. Uh, now he didn't even take steroids. He got some. It was, it was like Coke, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Coke or something like that. So like, so, the one guy in this world who needed Coke. No, dog. He's built like that. He's the best fighter in the in the world already, and now he's coked up. Like that is, I can't think of like that's like giving a hippo Coke and just being like, listen, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna let him out in this town and we'll see what happens. John Jones, we're gonna see John Jones. He's gonna test positive for PCP next. We're like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's gonna be down in Florida just head kicking people randomly. <laughs> this is going way off the rails here. But guys, we have Northwestern. I don't know how we got from Northwestern Ohio State to John Jones on PCP head kicking people in Florida. That 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 took a wild turn there, but anything can happen, I guess. But listen, Northwestern Brandon facing Ohio State, and John Jones on PCP in Florida, kicking people will be more interesting than anything this game's going to offer. 
Yeah. I, do we have to talk about it? Ohio State's going to win. And Ohio State's going to cover. What is it? 20 and a half? I'll bet. Lock that in right now. Ohio State, ha- it, they are legally obligated to win by at least three touchdowns. Question. Okay. So, like the the weather thing for the game, does it always just give you, like, if it's going to rain or not, even when it's in a dome? <laughs> well, because <laughs> does it uh, matter at that point? Like, if you're in a dome, they, uh, who cares well, if it's raining? Well, the, the it opens. So, sure. <laughs> Bruh, do you know how trash it would be if they're in a dome and the people were just like, that would be the most Big Ten thing ever? They're like, <laughs> we heard Northwestern doesn't like the rain. Let's open the roof. Has Jim Ursay uh, tweeted out yet saying the dome will be closed? Because if not, then I mean, I guess anything's open. Did you know who he does that? <laughs> Every week that the Colts play at home, Jim Ursay tweets out and says the dome will be closed or the dome will be open. How does he make the decision? Like, what's the what's the he's factors? The, what? <laughs> I guess on like, the weather. I don't know. Or just like, just like however he feels that day, I guess. He called his wife cheating on him. He's like, the dome is closed. I don't get to experience any happiness. <laughs> he heard about, he heard the, he heard, he heard the John Jones news. He said, you know what? Dome closed. <laughs> when Andrew Luck retired, he just shut the dome down. Like as Andrew Luck walked off the field, the dome was closing. Like it was, like, it, doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't operate anymore. Oh God, this is, but man, when Ohio state's facing a team, Who's leading rusher is rushed for under 300 yards, and their quarterback is nine touchdowns to six interceptions. It's going to be a beatdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know, my deciding factor in this game, Zach, was I asked myself, and I asked myself this question about both teams. I said, "Does this team?" And this was my uh, this is how I chose who would win. I said, "Does this team have a Justin Fields?" And one of these teams does, and one doesn't. And you know, Ohio State landed on the lucky side of that of that decision. So, I've got Ohio State big in this one. Listen, it, it, you know I love the transitive property. It's a good property. That's one of my favorite properties out there. Um, yeah. One of these teams played Michigan State back to back, Brandon. Okay. Both on the road, back to back weeks. One of them lost by nine points, and one of them beat beat the other one by forty. That's people forget. Yeah, and guess what? They also played Nebraska in by back-to-back weeks, and one team beat them by seven, and another team beat them fifty-two to seventeen. They beat them by thirty-five. Yeah, that's tough. That I'm is showing off that I do know math. Ooh, the, the 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 guy who does taxes for a living knows math. Well, I don't know about <laughs> taxes, but yeah. <laughs> Listen, Northwestern is a plus eight hundred money line, and you would have to pay me to put any amount of money on that because it's not going to happen fair (laughs) i mean this line is 20 and a half and i think it might be generous how much money would i need to bet on the ohio state money line like to make anything so they it's it's minus 1400 you know i could probably swing that i could probably i could probably fork up about i could probably fork up a couple grand and, and just make a couple hundred bucks on this game Bro, it you, who was it? Uh, the uh, I guess we're going back to UFC here for a second. When Amanda <laughs> Nunez fought that girl, this dude put up like almost a million dollars to win like a grand, and he won. He won. He won. But that's a, that's a real bad bet. That's a, that's a smart investment. <laughs> is what that is. You know the commercial where the dude's talking about buying like a BMW or something? It's like the financial advisor, and he's like, I'm going to buy a car. And he was like, no, don't buy a car. Like, I feel like that that dude's financial advisor was like, wait, you're going to do what? <laughs> no, no, no. But because, see, all that is, Zach, that's like 
that's like buying the shortest term CD that you can. Like that's like buying the shortest term certificate of deposit that you can because your money's only on hold for a weekend and then you get a thousand dollars. Like how cool. This is this is too much. That's like that's like the highest interest rate of any savings account that you can imagine. That's fair enough. I, this game has, as y'all can tell, this game is going to be off the rails as this segment is. Um, yeah, really and truly, man, it comes, like Brandon said, it comes down to who has Justin Fields and who has Peyton Ramsey. I'll let y'all take y'all's pick there. Who has Master Teague and Trey Sermon? Uh, you know, th- that's an easy answer. I mean, do you want Drake Anderson? No. No, with two fifty, no. with two hundred and fifty six yards in a man bun, or do you want Master Teague and Trey Sermon in their NFL futures? Oh, well, the man bun. Oh, oh, that's a bad. That's that's a real bad one. Okay, that's a bad one. That 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 is tough. Or now, do you want Garrett Wilson and that receiving core, or do you want Northwestern, who's only averaging hundred and eighty yards passing a game? Right. I feel like we're talking like a lot of crap right now. Um, we are straight dis- disrespecting <laughs> Northwestern right now. And so to punish us, if Northwestern somehow wins this game, this this whole segment will just be the intro for, for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're, tag- we're tagging uh, worst take. It'll be <laughs> it'll be it'll be this segment with like circus clown music in the background. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> You got it. We're gonna no. The intro is gonna be the South Park, the I'm sorry segment where where, where BP's apologizing for the old rig, where you just lost, where I just convinced maybe one or two people out there to to bet on Ohio State in this game and but like bet a lot of money. Um, I'm sorry. So, someone's advance. gonna put their mortgage on this, and you are gonna be upset. It'll be me. It's gonna be me. I'm sorry. So Brandon, realistically, let's get on this game. Is there any way Northwestern can win? Uh, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Look, ESPN, the the um, Power Football Index, or Football Power Index, I guess, I thought, I thought it was the other way around, um, is giving Northwestern a 9.1% chance to win. I think that's generous, and, and that's just how confident I am in this one. Um, which, you know, if you know me, you know that I might mush this one, but I, I'm, I'm going with Ohio State. I'm going with Ohio State big. Uh, I think that they could probably win this game 49 to 17. I like that. Um, I'm going with a similar score uh, at 11 a.m. This is going to be a beat down. Just go ahead and watch any of the other games on. I'm just going to give you a, a heads up there. Just watch anything else. This is going to be bad. I have Ohio State Brandon 47 to 17. I think that's a this, fair. I'm going to put this in my Brandon's win it back parlay of the week. This is going to be one of those. The Ohio State. I like line. it. I have I like to it. win. I have to win one parlay this 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 season. Uh, I, you're not doing very well right now. I'm doing really bad. I've, I have not won a single. You're doing parlay. bad. You're doing bad in pick six. You're doing bad in parlay. You're not doing very well in gambling corner. Like what's up with you this year? I man? don't know. I don't know about. Look, <laughs> I was really close to you in pick six up to this past weekend, and I told you I'm willing to hedge. I'm willing to hedge my happiness, and that's exactly what happened. Um. Uh, gambling corner i was i'm i'm kind of a hot streak zach i'm not gonna lie to you i mean okay. i know i didn't get my i didn't okay full transparency guys i sent zach my gambling corner picks for this weekend he didn't have cell reception he didn't get my text uh all i'm gonna say is good thing he didn't get my text because i would have i would have a few of you out there <laughs> your lock of the week was bad oh yeah it was real. it I was like the I first think, game i think i lost all three bets 
Oh, good thing you. Good thing I stopped you, man. You gotta put more thought into that. You gotta start planning your bets on Monday. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna do it today, and I'm gonna lock in the odds. This is what's gonna happen. All right, bet. <laughs> but guys, I already told you not to watch the Ohio State game at 11 a.m. Watch this one instead. ABC, 11 o'clock a.m. Oklahoma, Iowa State in the Dr Pepper Big Twelve Championship. I don't. Uh, I guess. This the one, big one with the sponsor. I don't know. I I don't really. I guess. Do you? Do, do, hang on. Do people still drink Dr Pepper? I don't. Um. I, and you know, actually, actually, Hannah, uh, my wife, uh, went. We went to Taco Bell last <laughs> night, and she ordered a Dr Pepper, and I was shocked. Like, Dude, you got to divorce her immediately. I, one. I don't. One, I don't hang think on. One because so. <laughs> one because y'all went to Taco Bell in Louisiana, and What's two she ordered Bell? a Dr Pepper. I don't. I don't need the Taco Bell slander on the podcast. <laughs> this is on the record, Zach, and I like you're gonna you're gonna get some backlash. First of all, you you made the you made the Cajuns have mullets comment earlier, which that's gonna, not. It's, it's gonna ruffle either, some. Back. They're they're either they, they either have buzz cuts or they got mullets. That's Zach, it. That's the only two. And Zach's okay. So with the Zach, occasional mohawk, Zach thinks. That that Cajuns, and this is for all of our Louisiana listeners. <laughs> shout out y'all. He thinks that that people with an Acadian heritage um, are just are just Louisiana rednecks. That's his definition. So I'm sorry to anybody that he's offending right now with with the slander. <laughs> our listeners are going to go down so fast. I know. I know. This, is, this episode. Look, I'm this, having a good this, time. this episode is brought to you by Cancel Culture. <laughs> um, <laughs> At the freezing cold take <laughs> at the worst take network. Um, but man, so and most like, importantly, honest- our presenting sponsor is is Cox Media. Um, because I'm at war with them and anything bad should be credited to them. Listen, because you can't depend on us just like you can't depend on Cox. Bingo. Uh in, okay. Anyway, back to the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship. I'm gonna keep saying that I like the ring to it. <laughs> Um, I, I really do. It's like the, t- it's like the, t- it's like, what was it? The Allstate Sugar Bowl or like the Nokia's, um, Sugar Bowl back in the day. That was, <laughs> that was fire. Bro, those, now, those phones were indestructible. You could set them on fire and throw it like as far as you wanted. And that thing was still get <laughs> that, that it'd be fine. That's a fact. Now, what, now what I will say about Dr. Pepper, and I know that we're all way off track. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Zach and I need to refill our Adderall prescriptions. Um, <laughs> but Dr. Pepper is basically like water in Texas. And I get it. Texas, not no Texas teams playing in this championship game, which is already kind of a disappointment because it's the Big 12. Yeah, but I mean uh-huh. Dr. Pepper, I mean, that's like that's like blood. That's like their blood in Texas. Right. It it ta- I, I still am like of the opinion it's just spicy coke. <laughs> it's spicy coke. How <laughs> what's the, here's a new segment? How wide is Zach? Spicy coke. <laughs> it just it it like I don't know. I hate Dr. Pepper. I don't know why. I, I literally cannot stand it. I cannot drink Dr. Pepper. I'd re- <laughs> okay. I would rather I would rather drink the like all like well, I don't even know what it's called. It's like Zach the general rather- value Coke <laughs> over this. Zach would rather drink the liquid that came out of that burning Nokia phone than drink a Dr. Facts. Pepper. It's probably tastes exactly the same. I'd rather drink Sunkissed <laughs> over Dr. Pepper. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what's wrong with Sunkissed? <laughs> Or those vaults? You remember the vaults? Those like yeah, off-brand Mountain Dudes. <laughs> the soda that got canceled. It got like it's not even on the shelves anymore, and it hasn't been for like ten years. 
Bro, it came out strong though, bro. Like nice when it though. first came out, everybody was trying to get a vault. But yeah. like all oh, of our man. fourth grade friends were trying to get vaults, yes. That's that's a fact. Anyway, okay, this is this episode has just went absolutely bananas. But um yeah, I was staying at Oklahoma, Brandon, down there in Texas. I I am so disrespected by the line here. Five and a half for a team that's already been beaten by this team. With yeah, I mean, some some people would say this is a totally different Oklahoma team, and the, the, well, probably not. I mean, they they got beaten by like a tu- like a full touchdown, like a whole touchdown by Iowa State earlier this season. So bad look. They also got I beat will, by Kansas State. And, and you know what's funny <laughs> is that is that honestly, Oklahoma's ranked where I kind of think Iowa State should be ranked right now. And you know I what? think o- BY- BYU is ranked where Oklahoma should be ranked. Yeah, 17. Is it 17? Uh, it's, yeah, that- it's 18. It's 17 okay. or 18. I'm thinking about the AP poll, the, the only one that really matters. And, uh, question, how come Louisiana Lafayette beat Iowa State absolutely to death, 31 oh, to 14, I- and yeah. they are 19th? And this team is 6th. And the co- committee had conversations about them being higher. We're, we're going to talk. That's a whole segment. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I am jumping way ahead, but this pisses me off. I I cannot believe it. But, you know, the argument, I think we talked about it a little bit last week, I believe, where you were talking about, you know, everyone's saying it's a different Oklahoma team. What about this Iowa State team? They look better game in and game out. I mean, 42 to 6, Brandon, over West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they they look incredible. And honestly, this – the only thing is this Iowa State team's only going to go as far as Parisi Hall takes them. Um, and I know he's been playing out of his absolute mind, but, I mean, let's say Oklahoma's the defense that finally cracks him. I mean, maybe they couldn't do it at the beginning of the season, but they somehow figured it out. They watched the tape, whatever, and they can stop him. I think Oklahoma wins this game big if they can do that. Oh, yeah, a 1,000%. But you know what the problem is, Brandon? They won't be Last game, last game. Brock Purdy was playing horribly going into that game. Yeah. Brock Purdy has been playing arguably some of the best football in the country these past few games. That's true. That's true I mean, forty-two to six over West Virginia, a win on the on a re, in a real road environment in Texas, on, uh, <clears throat> Oklahoma. You play them in Dallas. They beat Kansas State, the same team that beat Oklahoma, forty-five to nothing. Right, and held right. them to a hundred total yards, Brandon. Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. Now, the one thing I will say is that, and this is going back to my last point, is that Oklahoma is holding teams to only 88 rushing yards a game. I don't think that how many Bruce rushing Hall, yards? How many rushing yards did Bruce Hall have against them last game? I don't. I don't recall. Let's let's go. Let's take a look. Let's take a no, journey. Oh no, I know. I was just seeing if you would guess. A uh, hundred. Oh yeah, I would say 140 and two touchdowns, Brandon. Yeah. So they didn't hold them to that that game. Um, they and as a matter of fact, you were absolutely right about Brock Purdy because he had a fifty percent completion percentage the last time they played. Yep, and Brock Purdy has been on fire recently. You're talking and, me into Iowa State. I don't like it. Listen, I, I get it. Oklahoma has the better stats right now. I get it. They have argue, They have the better defense in terms of yards allowed Iowa State has the less points allowed which I guess means more um 
but th- these teams are really equally matched and real and realistically what they're only about 10 yards off in terms of t- yards allowed they allow the same number of pass yards Oklahoma's allowing 88 yards rushing Iowa State's only allowing about 100 offensively they're both up over 440 yards per game the difference is it's more evenly split where Iowa State is stronger on the ground Oklahoma as they've always been goes through the air but I wasn't impressed with Oklahoma against Baylor two two or three weeks ago on the fifth when they played Baylor. It's only 27 to 14. I was super, super impressed with Iowa State against West Virginia. Like I said, I think Mike Rose, I think is the leader of this defense. Him and these other boys are going to be eating on Spencer Rather. They made him look average. They made him look like a freshman last game, Brandon. I think Barisi Hall is the best running back in the country right now. Right this yeah. second, Barisi Hall has been the best running back in the country. Almost 1,400 yards rushing, 17 touchdowns. He is going to absolutely eat alive this Oklahoma front seven. And I know it's hard to beat a team twice, Brandon. This Iowa State team has been playing so confidently since they had that last loss to Oklahoma State. They've been rolling. They know they can beat Oklahoma. They want this. I mean, Iowa State hasn't won a Big 12 championship I, I don't know if they've ever won it. And I think that puts them over the top this weekend, Brandon. Yeah, no, I mean, you're definitely convincing me. Okay. I get that. Um, <laughs> now what I will say is, Oh, that- and, and I know you like this. They're wearing the blackout uniforms. Oh no. Oh no. They are. Iowa state is. Yep. Oh no. Okay. And so th- this is their first ever big, big 12 championship game. And also, if you're in, if you're in uh, into this sort of thing, uh, conspiracy time with Brandon, the committee will probably have their crosshairs on on Lincoln Riley the entire game, being like, "Don't you dare even think about winning this game. We have to have representation from the Big Twelve in this year's playoff." So that could be true. Uh, and honestly, and we'll we'll get to it. Like I said, I mean, we keep we keep foreshadowing this this college football playoff committee segment because it's it's going to be a disaster later on, but that's why they ranked a lot. Iowa state so high. They need, they need to have the shot to put the big 12 in there. Anyway. Um, I don't know, man. I, I still, I think it's too hard to beat a team twice in one season. I'm dumb. I'm going to go with Oklahoma in this one. I think they Fresh. barely win. I think they barely pull this one out, but I think they do. They've, they've kind of been rolling here recently. I mean, I know they kind of let up a little bit against Baylor, but before that, I mean, they beat Oklahoma State 41-13. They, they beat Texas Tech 62-28. Now, I mean, and they, they beat TCU, who hasn't been a bad team this season, 33-14. So I think they can beat uh, Iowa State this, this weekend. And let's, let's see, I think they score quite a bit. Uh, I'm going to go 38-35. I like it. I like it. Well, I told you. Well, I don't remember what week it was. I picked Iowa State over Oklahoma, TCU over Texas. Everyone said, what are you doing? You're throwing away pick six, all this stuff. Brandon, Iowa State has only beaten Oklahoma seven times in the history of their program. Right. One of them was this year. (laughs) (laughs) They've only beaten Oklahoma in back-to-back. Well, they've only beaten Oklahoma back-to-back once. 1960-1961 is the only time they've ever won two games back-to-back against Oklahoma. That changes this weekend, Brandon. I have Iowa State 24, 
Oklahoma 21 this weekend in the Big 12 championship. Okay. Bet. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be a good one. But, guys, we have another blowout to talk about. And it's the Alabama Crimson Tide, Florida Gators, and Mercedes-Benz Stadium, 7 o'clock, CBS, Brad Nessler, your boy Gary Danielson calling this game. Brandon, why are the Gators going to bounce back from their loss to LSU? Uh, well, I'm going to go with Alabama. <laughs> he said, well. <laughs> I'm going to go with Alabama 109 to Florida 6 in this game. That's, that's a good That's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it makes sense, right? How about Florida only having an 11% chance to win this game, according to the FBI? <laughs> I mean, I get it. Zach, be be totally honest with me and be totally honest with yourself. Do you think that Devontae Smith is sitting out the fourth quarter in this game? No, and there's also rumors Jalen Waddle's coming back this weekend. I mean, it's so now now they've just got like just every insane target in the world. Now they have they have Smith, Waddle, and Mechie's still gonna play. So they've just got three insane wide receivers. Florida basically has one target and Kyle Pitts, who is coming back one week too late. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Florida hangs in it for a little while, maybe like a quarter, and then Alabama just turns the Jets on. It whatever the over is, I haven't even looked yet. Take the over. Take the over, definitely. It, Florida it, doesn't have defense. Seventy-four and a half. They're gonna crush God. that. Seventy-four and a half. They're gonna Why crush is, that. I, the SEC has turned into like a whole different animal because ten years ago. This that would not the, the over under would have been like thirty six. You want to do the bad part? We'll get uh, it's in it's in a gambling corner. We'll get to it. That's not the highest over under in the SEC this weekend. Okay, wow. LSU will miss. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> um, Alabama is a seventeen point favorite in this game. They should be, and it should be more. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, seventeen is tough. Like that's that's only three scores. Yeah, uh, and this is the SEC championship game. This is supposed to be a good game, and it won't be. Every every single time Alabama's in it, it's not good unless it's against Georgia. That's it. Every single other time, it is garbage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, both these teams are averaging over 500 yards, but there's a difference. Bama's averaging 49.5 points per game. Their defense is allowing only 16. Their 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 defense is so opportun- like opportunistic. I mean, literally, if you put the ball – half an inch in the wrong place it's going back for a pick six because yeah, malachi moore patrick sertan all them boys can ball i mean brandon you're gonna call me crazy when i say this i mean i think fully healthy like with Jalen waddle back all that this may be the best alabama team i've ever seen you're not you're not that crazy honestly because they like i mean i've said it so many times this season on this podcast they they probably have the, the quarterback that's playing maybe better than any other quarterback right now in the country. They have the best running back in the country, and they have the best wide receiver in the country. And they might have the second best wide receiver in the country who's, who might be coming back this weekend. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's tough. It's tough to beat this Alabama team. And I know Zach and I have been beating it in your brains, but trust us, this team is heads head and shoulders better than any other team in the country. And I think that includes Clemson. Oh man. I, I, I do too. And that's, that's really messed up. I mean, I hate I, to say I, that. 
Yeah, and I don't know who I'd pick if they played today because a healthy Clemson is also right up there. I mean, they both these teams are so loaded, and I'm really interested to see what Clemson looks like this weekend, what Bama looks like. But and you know, for, if it was any other team coached by any other coach, Brandon, I would say, man, Alabama might be overlooking this team that just got beat by a three loss. I mean, a three win LSU team, and. I would say that for any other team, but for Nick's a Nick Saban team, they don't overlook opponents, man. This is going to be a beat down. I mean, they they beat Arkansas last week, fifty two to three. They beat LSU fifty five seventeen, Auburn forty two to thirteen, Kentucky sixty three to three, Mississippi State forty one forty one to nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's nuts. I mean, and Florida struggled with Tennessee early. They lost to LSU. They really didn't look great against Fandy. They were losing at halftime. They allowed 35 points to Arkansas. I don't think this Florida defense might – I don't I, I don't see a way they stop the Alabama offense from scoring. No, I don't either. I mean, this Alabama offense is just way too explosive. Okay, so who, who in that secondary you're putting on Devontae Smith? Absolutely no one. I think you got to put Darius Tony on defense this weekend. <laughs> you weren't even lying. And then for Mechie, you might have to put Kyle Pitts. You might, yeah. <laughs> you got to put Kyle Trask at DN. He's got to go after. <laughs> He's got to go after Matt Jones. And all the pressures on floor, all I, I a lot. I mean, the pressures on Alabama because they have to get to the playoffs and whatever. But. A lot of the pressure is on Florida, too, because everyone's like, well, listen, you overlooked LSU because you were looking forward to this game. Are you ready now? And I, I don't even think if they're ready, they're going to be ready because <laughs> I, I don't. they don't have a run game, Brandon. If you're one-dimensional against Alabama, what happens? Uh, you you get destroyed. What, what do you mean what happens? I, I know. I, I Dude, I am on your side here. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I am right on your side. And I, I just... I don't see, I don't see a way Florida can win, Brandon. And that sounds crazy because we're in the SEC championship and all that. But just as someone who like we do the podcast, we do all this research, like I try to find ways to like make it interesting and everything. But like I don't see a way Florida can win. I don't either. And, and I mean, I guess they could play the perfect offensive game, and that's the only way they have to keep scoring when Alabama scores. And that's gonna be that's gonna be tough. I mean, if Kyle yep. Trask plays the same way he played last weekend against a bad defense, I, I mean, I don't know how he's gonna play this weekend against maybe the best defense in the country. Right, and God forbid they can't run the ball. Right. What well, like if if Kyle Trask has to throw fifty times, Florida is going to get beat by fifty. That's a fact. And, and if Florida wins, the final score is going to have to be like 59-56 or something like that. Something just outrageous because right. I don't know if Florida can stop Alabama, like I said. I think Mac Jones, he's going to be looking to make a Heisman statement. Najee Harris, he's going to be eating because, I mean, this Florida defense sometimes can't stop a nosebleed. And true. And Devontae Smith's going to eat. I mean, they're going to go deep. They're going to run it down your throat. They're going to go deep again and then deep again, then run it down your throat again. Then Matt Jones is going to make an outrageous play to Mechie, and it's going to be bad. And then Malachi Moore is going to have two pick sixes, and it's, it, it can get out of hand so quickly with Alabama where, like, last week at Arkansas, it was 3-3 to almost in the second quarter, and then all of a sudden it was 31-3. to Yeah. Just in a blink of an eye, and that's how Alabama plays. I think Malachi Moore is actually the MVP I think Malachi Moore has two to three interceptions this weekend. I think one's a pick six. I think Bama scores two, three times on defense. 
I, I could definitely see that. I mean, if LSU can score once on defense, then Alabama might score like six. Uh, I, I don't even think this game's close, guys. I have Alabama 51 to 20 over Florida this weekend. Okay, 51 20. So they, so they don't, I thought you just said take the over. Okay, 51 20. Um, I'm going to go, I'm actually going to get you guys to take the over in this one. I'm going to go with Alabama 54 to Florida 21. Is that, that's Ooh. 75. All right. I like it. I like it. But guys, the last game we're going to cover, y'all knew it was coming. This one is going to be, man, I can't wait for this matchup. Three o'clock Saturday cannot come fast enough for me. Okay. I mean, Clemson, Notre Dame, three o'clock on ABC. Brandon is to return. It was, it's, it's the return of Clemson, Notre Dame, but the healthy Clemson can Notre Dame pull off the upset again. Man, I hope so. I really do. Um, but a, a a healthy Clemson team is just insane, is what they are. I, I can't think of another word. Like they're that good. And I think Notre Dame's really good too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've been I've been talking about Notre Dame so much this year. I've been talking about them like they're the best team in the country. Clemson being a ten and a half point favorite, like that that kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't I, I understand that Trevor Lawrence is back, but 10 and a half, I mean, is he worth that many points to you, Zach? Yeah. I don't know about that many. I mean, I don't know about that many. I, I get it, you know, I and I understand your argument. If you pick Clemson, spoiler alert, I'm not. I'm going Notre Dame twice. But, but no, you're I not. Am. You're yes, lying to the people. No, you're lying no, to the people. I don't lie to the people. I don't lie to the people. Holy I don't crap. do it. I don't do it. I'm sorry. I have to win pick six somehow. So I'm going Notre Dame in this game. Um, Notre Dame's defense is is really what's going to make the difference in this one. I get it. A healthy Trevor Lawrence is out of this world, generational talent. Call him what you want. But this Notre Dame defense is that good, in my opinion. I mean, they are – They are. what are they doing, Zach? They're, they're holding uh, teams to 314 yards a game. And it's not only that, it's not just what's on the stat sheet. It's how they actually look and it's how they actually play. I mean, we saw what happened last time they played Clemson. And I'm not saying that was the same Clemson team, whatever, but I don't think it was that far off. I mean, DJ Uigaley, Uigaley, or what what, what have you, um, he he put it on a show. I mean, he, it's, he, did, he wasn't playing Notre Dame like he played Boston College. I think he played a lot better, and I think that he was a little bit more comfortable in that game. And Notre Dame still won that game. It took them two overtimes. I, I get it, but this Notre Dame team, I think, I think that the real deal, and I think that they're out to show that this weekend. Yeah, I completely, I, I agree with some of the stuff you said. Like, I think their defense is really good. And yeah. I was talking to someone today about it, about what happens if Notre Dame got in the playoffs. I think it would shock a lot of people of how good this team really is. I think they would beat Ohio State. Um, yeah. I think they would compete with Alabama. That's how good I think this Notre Dame team can be. The problem is, is that he's done it this year. I get, okay, I got you. Can Ian Book do it one more time for me? That's all he needs to do. Can he put on that, play the game of his life one more time? And I don't know. I, I don't know if he can, Brandon. We've seen it year in and year out with this kid that there's always one. There's always a game where you're like, what happened? Who was this kid that came out there? And with with Clemson having three defensive starters out and in that game, and now everyone on that defense is pretty much healthy. I mean, 
this is going to be his toughest test yet, and they're going to make it. They're going to have to make adjustments because Brent Venables is not going to give him the same looks he got a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. And that's why I think Clemson takes this one, man. I think Brent Venables is the best defensive coordinator, the best defensive mind in college football. And I think he's going to make the adjustments and he is going to make Ian Book very uncomfortable. Kyron Williams is not going to put on the performance he put on last time. Tyler Davis at defensive tackles back. That's their run stopping D tackled sophomore. He was the freshman of the year last year. All those D linemen are back healthy. They got their linebackers back, their star back, and Mike Jones Jr. I don't expect Kyron Williams to run for 120 yards. That's not that I will be mind blown if that happens. I don't trust Notre Dame's receiving threats. They got tight ends, but I don't have a true deep threat at receiver. And Brandon, do you think there's any way a team could hold Travis at the end to under 30 yards rushing it two two times in a year? No, I don't think so. I mean, I understand that he hasn't been having the same year that we all thought he might. Um, but I mean, he's. He, I would be hard pressed to believe that he would be able that he would be held to that sort of uh, stat line again. And uh, and he one thing you could say about Etienne and Lawrence, if it's a big stage, they're ready to perform every single time. That's true. We haven't seen Kyron Williams on the big stage. We haven't seen Ian Book perform on the big stage. Brian Kelly has not performed on the big stage. Right. It's a bunch of what ifs. You're not at home with Notre Dame. You're you have ev- Notre Dame has everything to lose. Yeah, and I know Clemson technically does too. But Clemson is a team that's like, hey, we weren't healthy last time. We know we can beat these guys healthy. Right. Do you think there was a player on that Clemson roster that day they lost to Notre Dame that said, man, if we had Trevor Lawrence, we would have lost this game? No, I, I don't, and I think that Dabo was probably he's probably still making up lies to tell his like like <laughs> false bulletin board material for for this team. So I get where your head's at, Zach. I understand what you're saying. You're not. You're <laughs> he's, not probably, <laughs> he's he's probably done told Trevor Lawrence that Brian Kelly has his girlfriend, all kind of stuff. Like Trevor Lawrence has come out there mad. He's gonna cut the he's gonna cut the cut the hair. He's gonna come out the buzz cut, and it's gonna be over. <laughs> <laughs> buzz cut trevor lawrence is the scariest thing i've ever thought oh my goodness like, that's man. the Could scariest thing can you imagine oh. if he came out with like the eye black like back in the day where they would just paint their face black <laughs> oh man I, well i think that's problematic that, that is problematic okay but you got what i'm talking about but anyway oh man trevor lawrence man he's he's played really well this year i mean that the games he missed from covid really took him out of the Hosman race but brandon before he got hurt he was in he was the Hosman front runner all year the right. 20 touchdowns three interceptions 2400 yards travis Etienne is going to do his thing trevor lawrence is going to do his thing i trust brent venables more than anything notre dame's defensive coordinators got his one already got one foot out the door to vandy clemson is going to be locked in focus and they and brandon nothing's more scary than a pissed off clemson team okay what what did they do to alabama when they got another shot at them we don't we don't want we don't talk about that. I got Clemson 35 to 20 over Notre Dame this weekend. Wow, that much. You think they you think you what what's crazy to me about that prediction is that you think that Clemson's defense steps up that much more. I do. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. They were that. missing their three best players on defense, Brandon. I don't know about that. I'm gonna go with Notre Dame in this one, obviously. Jeez. I'm taking I'm taking Notre Dame uh 31 28. 
I feel like you made your picks based on like who you knew I was going to pick because you know me pretty well. I do know you pretty well. Oh, man, this is tough. But, guys, that's a wrap on this long pick six. We got off the rails there for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie to y'all. This, this, these next segments are probably going to be just as off the rails, especially storylines. We're going to start off with the Miles storyline. National signing day was today, or at least the early signing day was today. And, Brandon, we got a few storylines here. The first one is Alabama on the hunt. They were yeah. flipping everybody and anybody today. They were, um, as a, as someone who was personally victimized by Alabama today, I, I will confirm that they were, they were flipping anybody and everybody today. Yes. I mean, it start uh, two players from LSU were flipped. Right. Sadly. Um, and Jojo, th- this Jojo kid, man, uh, I think he was the best player in the class. Brandon disagrees with me, so we're going to settle it here on the podcast. Brandon, why is it not a huge loss for the LSU Tigers? It is a huge loss for LSU. I I never said it wasn't a huge loss. I just think that LSU is going to be okay because they signed three four-star receivers today. They flipped the number one receiver in the state of Mississippi, which not an easy thing to do. Took them straight out from Mississippi State's hand. LSU did the same thing to Mississippi State that Alabama did to LSU today. Um, Everybody that, did that to Mississippi State. That's 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 true, um, but I mean LSU. I mean, like I said, I mean I was talking about Malik Neighbors there, but they signed two more four star receivers. Not only that, they've got they've got like a stable of freshman receivers in this year, and even I mean I get it. Eric Gilbert might end up transferring from LSU. You know, tight end receiver, same thing. He he he's basically receiver, um, but I'm not. I'm not terribly worried about LSU's receivers right now. I don't think worried about the DN. I I guess so. Um, But that was, that was before Mason uh, Mason Smith signed. That's true. So he's not a DN he's a D tackle, but he's a really good D tackle. Um, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still holding out this, this false sense of hope for Corey Foreman that I know is not going to happen. I wish it would, but I don't think it will. Um, but LSU really built up the D line too this weekend. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the receivers. Um, I just, I just don't. I understand JoJo Earl, really great receiver. Um, there's just a lot of things that I can that I can be excited about today for LSU. And so, why would I focus on the negative? LSU is holding you. down. LSU is holding down Louisiana. Finally, they're they're getting the top recruits in their own state. And that's a big win, in my opinion. That's not something that Coach O's been focused on. And all of a sudden, Mason Smith signs, number one player in Louisiana. I mean, that's huge. Yeah, that's that's usually a player that goes to Alabama. It honestly, is, it, it is. And so they lost the they lost the receiver from Alado, Texas. Yeah, it sucks. He's really, really, really good. A really good four star receiver. Yeah. But I mean, what are you going to do? It, it's I'm, it's two players. <laughs> You know who? Uh, you know who? Another uh, short four-two running wide receiver was for out of, out of Texas was that LSU lost. I, I I've heard of him. I've heard of him. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I've heard. You know, you know who else? This kid reminds me of. You know who? Remember what? Remember the recruiting segment way back in the day where I said this kid was the next Rondell Moore. And and you remember when I was sitting there agreeing with you because he was he was he was committed to, hey, yeah. to LSU. Yeah. I mean, this kid's had two straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons, 15-plus touchdowns in both of them. He's a two-time state champion. I mean, this kid was legit. I think he should have been a five-star. I really do. Yeah, 
Zach Banks uh, is like the best player in the country. I, I think he's I think he's legit. I think you're gonna be hearing this kid's name a lot. Um and and uh, for Alabama to get him is unfair. Yeah. The NCAA should the issue the NCAA should step in and block certain teams for getting certain players because this would be like this would be like the Chiefs getting Derrick Henry. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, how? What do we do now? Alabama's only allowed to sign three star receivers from here on. Yes, yes, exactly. But Brandon, you weren't the only school victimized. Jaden Roberts committed to Auburn. He was the he's a he's a offensive guard from North Shore. He is trending to flip to Alabama now because of Gus Malzahn's firing. Um, it's a tough loss. About, I heard something about a kid named uh, Armani Goodwin. What, what happened to him? Uh, well, this is about Alabama on the hunt, not LSU. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Armani Goodwin has been decommitted from Auburn for three or four weeks now. So congratulations. <laughs> Claps all around. Claps all around for LSU for finally maybe getting a running back that can app that can produce. What is he, the number five running back in the country? Is that what it is? Yeah, he's, he's a yeah. stud. He's a Pretty stud. Uh, but uh, moving on here to a pick that Brandy got wrong. Your boy nailed it on the head. Savion Bird, one of the best offensive linemen in the country, man, takes his talents to Oklahoma over SMU. And, Brandon, the reason this is the storyline is I'm hearing this could be a package deal. Uh-oh. Tristan Lee is now the leader, no, no. Now the leader to go to Oklahoma. I hate that. I really do. And and you you knew you just had to ruin my day by saying that. I, I I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to. Yeah, that's that's been kind of the rumor here for for a couple of days now. Um, so it's tough. I mean, not not the package deal thing, but but Tristan Lee to Oklahoma. It's tough. I mean, what do you do? I mean, like I just want the reason it's a storyline is because like Oklahoma, not really like you know the biggest like O line U school because they but they pass a lot, but. Man, to have saving on Burn and Tristan Lee potentially on each side of that offensive line for the next three, four years, like that is that is stout, and that that's arguably two of the best offensive linemen in the country this year. And I think they are planning for the future for Spencer Rattler. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's it's crazy because we see how good these Oklahoma quarterbacks are with like with O lines that are good but like never great. Um, it's going to be scary. It's going to be really scary to see these these Oklahoma quarterbacks develop behind just a brick wall. Oh man, I I am just I, I don't even know, man. I, I'm just so <laughs> shocked at like the potential, like Lincoln Riley to be this good of a recruiter this quick is shocking me. I mean, Savian Bird leaves. Like, I mean, SMU is the leader though, all the way down the stretch, man. And they flipped them last minute. Tristan Lee, almost a lock for LSU at one point. Now it might be going to Oklahoma. I mean, Lincoln Riley is pulling out all the stops here. And I'm so impressed with how much he is, I guess, grown and matured as a head coach and a recruiter. Yeah. No, I, I definitely am too. Um, and it's crazy because, what, I mean, what year is this for him? When, when did he get the full-time job? I think it's like year three like or four. Year, I think like it's like four. four yeah. Yeah. And so like, and I get it. I mean, he was, I mean, before he was the head coach, he was, he was the OC. So, uh, I mean, he was, he was basically being prepped for it, but I mean, it's impressive to see a fourth year head coach do the sort of things he's doing in Oklahoma. Yep. I, I completely agree. And, you know, speaking of another new head coach doing big things, 
How about Jackson State and Deion Sanders making some <laughs> statements today, man? I mean, the only like I get it. Shiloh Sanders transfers from South Carolina. He was balling out there for the Gamecocks, man. If Will Muschamp has you starting on his defense, you can ball. Yeah. Um, his youngest son is decommitted from FAU, signed with Jackson State. He's a top two two hundred and thirty recruit, fifty top fifteen quarterback. That's going to be huge. I mean. Players like that usually don't wind up at Jackson State. I, I like to see it. And Dejon Warren, number two overall JUCO recruit in the country, number one cornerback out of Georgia, flipped from Georgia. And, you know, when asked about it, Deion Sanders said, quote, we don't recruit players that can play on just Saturdays. We recruit players that can play on Sundays and sometimes Mondays and Thursdays. Yeah. And listen, and- I have never heard more swag in a quote in my life. <laughs> I haven't either, man. It's it's that's nuts, but it's it's crazy to see the kind of impact that he and his coaching staff have had on on this Jackson State program. Zach, they their national rank right now is one twenty three, and they're not a Division one program. They are ranked one twenty three in the country. They have nine commits right now, and how many signees? No, well, they don't have any. They don't. I don't think they have any signees right now. Yeah. I think that they they just have all these commits. Um, but that's coming off of last year. When do you know how many commits they had for their football team last year, Zach? Probably almost none. They had one. They had one, and he wasn't ranked. He had no stars. Um, and, and so to see nine hard commits um, to this to this Jackson State team, and what five of these are actually ranked? I mean, yeah. I mean, they have they have what they have three three stars and two four star players. That's crazy. And, and if the and if the DB, if uh, Warren was a freshman, he'd be a five star. Oh my god, he'd be, be a top a ten star. recruit in the country. Easy because he's four stars as a community college kid. That never happens. I, I was going to say I don't think I've ever seen a community college uh, player come out as a four star. I thought the cap was three stars, like legitimately. Yeah, I, I think Cam Newton was a four star if I remember right out of JC, which he turned out pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd say. if you're a four star coming out of JC, you are balling. Yeah, and uh, Jackson State, man, listen, Deion Sanders said he's not shying away from SEC, ACC, any Power Five opponents. So look for Jackson State to upset your favorite team coming very soon. Because this and team's going to have some talent. I get it. Do you get it? I mean, I'd want to play for I'm, this coaching yeah. staff too. <laughs> if I'm a cornerback, like everyone's like, why is this kid decommitting from Georgia? You're a cornerback hoping to play in the NFL. It'd be pretty nice to play for, arguably, in my opinion, my humble opinion, the best NFL cornerback of all time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I mean, if you want to, if your real goal is to go play on Sundays, on Mondays, sometimes Thursdays, then why would you? I mean, I get it. Georgia's going to produce NFL talent. They always do. But go Go be coached by by maybe the best quarterback of all time, maybe the best defensive back of all time. Go do that. Yeah, I I completely agree here. I completely agree. So we'll update you guys Sunday, um, Monday. Actually, we record on Sunday, but Monday about how this day turns out because this this last this period lasts I think three days, so we could have some other. Yeah, uh, some other big news coming, but this is the segment y'all were waiting for. That's the one I posted on Twitter last night. It's the one that has been making me upset for a minute now the newest college football playoff rankings brandon Uh oh, were you impressed 
No, no, I'm I'm very upset. Okay, well, we'll, we'll start here. I, I got my thoughts laid out a little bit, Brandon, because I knew I was just going to come from left field, right field, uh, <laughs> everywhere. We're going to start with Florida. Okay. What in the absolute, what was that? I mean, well, are you kidding me? Well, the committee's just preparing for if Alabama loses somehow. Is that if Florida gets into the playoffs, uh, the podcast is over. I will not watch another college football playoff game, another <laughs> college football game in my life. <laughs> Zach's that committed. I, I, don't, I will, okay, I will so, start so watching I, MLS. What I can't comprehend, Zach, is how Florida gets beaten by LSU. Like, not a good LSU team either. We're not talking about last year. This isn't Florida getting beaten by LSU last season. This is Florida getting beat by LSU. We're, we're talking about th- three win LSU before this game with a true freshman quarterback. Would they were making a start before? <laughs> and they drop one spot, but Cincinnati <laughs> drops two spots somehow. They dropped one because they dropped oh, one last week, too. Doesn't matter. They both dropped one spot. Yeah. After one team is undefeated, one team has two losses now, and one of them was to like a bottom team in the SEC. Yeah. And one of them was to AM, who I still don't think is very good, but that's a whole other conversation for another day. It's absolutely I, Brad, I have three I have three ideas about this. One, okay. the committee either really valued that Kyle Pitts didn't play. He must he must be the most valuable tight end of all time. Right. Two, they still think Florida technically won the game. They they were they were probably like, hey, well, he if he didn't throw the shoe, Florida wins, and it's not a big deal. Yeah. And they aren't putting value in games that still matter. Because, I mean, if you play the game, the game has to matter in the polls. Yeah. The AP poll got it right. They dropped them to 11. The coaches poll got it right. They dropped them too. <laughs> what in the heck? And then... The other option is, you know, we had a whole is the SEC better than the rest of the conference segment, and why do everyone why does everyone hate the SEC? This is why everyone hates the SEC because the SEC is paying off the committee. The SEC has two two loss teams in the top ten right now. It's and, it's and and like I'm gonna fight you on every single argument when you say that the SEC bias is is just absurd because up to this point I didn't I didn't think it was. And now, I mean, it's more clear than ever. I mean, this is just, this is straight up SEC bias is what it is. To Ohio, Ohio State SEC and SEC biases are the worst. Yeah, yeah, they absolutely are. I am and like, so upset right now about this. I mean, how do you lose to a three-loss team and only drop to seven? It doesn't make sense. I mean, I, I legitimately cannot comprehend why in georgia being at number eight is also atrocious like put them out like why would you have them there i mean okay so if we're going based off latest performance georgia should be above florida because once jt daniels got inserted in the qb1 role he has been balling that's true that's a different georgia team if georgia got florida today with jt daniels they'd win we told y'all. We told y'all about we JT did. Daniels. No we one believed us. No one believed. And we're acting like that's an accomplishment. He was a five star recruit. We told y'all. <laughs> it's like we told you the number one quarterback in the country is going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> we told y'all Devontae Smith was fast. <laughs> <laughs> but my biggest thing right now, I have a lot of stats here for you. Uh oh. What is up with the perception of Ohio State and Cincinnati? I don't get it. I, I simply do not understand. 
why is Ohio State not being punished for having games canceled, but Cincinnati is being punished? And the, the college football playoff committee said this last night. They had the nerve to say this last <laughs> night that Cincinnati was unproven and, and they just have not proven themselves so they can't play. Brandon, mm-hmm. while Ohio State is pretty much proven, Cincinnati has played three more games <laughs> and they have won their eight games by a wider points margin than Ohio State's five games. Doesn't make sense. They're beating their teams by almost 25 points per game while Ohio State's beating their opponents by like 23 or 22. And, you know, I, I hear you. I, I Brady, you'll know who I'm talking about in this comment. I know I'm going to have a text when this episode comes out that says, well, who has Cincinnati played? Hang on. Brandon's, let's look at teams with a winning record that these two teams have played. Cincinnati has played Army. Pretty good. We saw last week. SMU, Memphis, UCF, and we'll play Tulsa, who's ranked this weekend. Right. That's five. Ohio State has played one in Indiana and almost lost that game. I mean, it's, it's, and it really, if I don't want to say they should have lost that game, but they almost gave it away. And their, and their second ranked opponent would be Northwestern who just lost to Michigan State by almost double digits. Yeah, so really, really strong Big Ten schedule this season. And let's talk about the Big Ten. Let's talk about it, because I am so (laughs) sick of everyone saying they're in the AAC. Brandon, who are you realistically taking in these matchups? Cincinnati versus Nebraska. Cincy. Cincy Penn State. Cincy. Cincy Rutgers. Cincy. Cincy Michigan State. Cincy. Guys, if you tell me, if you can literally, you can DM me on Twitter, you can text me if you have my number, you can hit me on Facebook, you can hit me on Instagram, it don't I'm matter, very, you just hit, hit the Blue Bloods account. He's a very easily accessible guy. Yes, find, find my LinkedIn, I don't care how you get a hold of me. Listen, if, you're, if you think Cincinnati right now could not beat Northwestern, you are lying to yourself. <laughs> we need to have a talk. If, if Cincinnati, Brandon, if was in the Big Ten this year, Cincinnati would be in the Big Ten championship. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I'm i just saying, listen, and I, I I bet money, guys. The odds makers would back me on this. The playoff committee would back me on this. The incidentally, any expert in the world would back me on this. Cincinnati has a better chance of beating Ohio State than Northwestern does. Facts. That's a fact, so, and they should have played. They should have played last weekend. I'll facts. say it. They should play this weekend. I don't want to watch Northwestern <laughs> get beat by 60. <laughs> True. I mean, Cincinnati would only get beat by 30. I, if you tell me Cincinnati is not a is not a disrespected Power 5 team, you are lying. That team has real talent. They do. They are recruiting the exact same players that are going to Michigan, that are going to Penn State, that are going to these Big Ten schools. And the double standard is so obvious, man, and I am so over it. The, the college ball playoff committee is stacking the deck against the power, the group of five programs. And, Brent, I don't know if you remember this. This is something that has kind of came out. The playoffs were advertised as the only way, Brandon, the only way that a group of five teams could be given a fair shot at the college, <laughs> at the championship. I, I forgot. I am so over this BS, man. Like, how are you going to say you get a fair shot and then drop them for not losing? You have dropped them below two, two lost teams. Yeah. Yeah. Iowa State got beat by Louisiana Lafayette. Well, okay, hold on. By, Easy. 
31 to 14, Brandon. That's not even close. <laughs> In like week one. <laughs> so. Georgia can't even score against their best opponents. Florida right. just lost to a three-loss LSU team. Four. Four loss. Oh, yeah. My bad. Three-win team. My bad. Four-win now. Four-win now. But Cincinnati deserves more respect. I, I don't care if you're like, they play in the AAC, they don't play a hard schedule. I just laid out, stats do not lie. Yeah. I'm telling you. And yes, I, Ohio State would probably beat the ranked teams Cincinnati's played or the or the winning record teams. But Cincinnati would also beat the teams that Ohio State have played. I think even with Ohio State's schedule, Cincinnati would be undefeated. Yeah, that, I mean, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. And that's where I'm going to leave it, Brandon. But we're going to answer one question before we move on to the Heisman poll. Who is the committee going to take? This has become a real conversation here. One loss A&M, one loss Notre Dame, or two loss Iowa State, who's a big 12 champ? I know who they're going to take, but I wish they would take I wish they would take Notre Dame with, with a loss, but they're going to take Iowa State. They're going to do it. They are it. so high on them. Like, Jesus Christ, they are high on it. them. They're going to jump three spots this weekend when they beat an Oklahoma team that's also two losses. That's, dude, they might be the number one seed. God <laughs> forbid if Alabama squeaks it out. If Alabama wins by a touchdown or less, all bets are off. Because, I, I, listen, if they were going to move A&M up, they would have already done it. Right. And I, I really think if Iowa State wins to Big 12, that they're in. I really do. I agree with you completely. Uh, they have been setting the stage for, what, three weeks now? Right. Because I told you after they – I forgot which game they won. Now that I'm thinking about it, that we covered, and I was like, if they win this game and they jump so high, we can make it. I think it was Texas. If they beat Texas and they jump up to ninth, they have a chance at the playoffs, they jumped ninth. And right. they have just consistently went up since then. And, Brandon, I think they have a real shot here. I really do. And I am mind-blown that it happened. That it, After that week one loss, we covered that, we covered that upset – if I would have told you Iowa State was going to make the playoffs after losing thirty-one to fourteen to Louisiana Lafayette Week One, you would have you would have kicked me off the podcast that we started together. That's a fact. <laughs> That's <laughs> you, would, you would have been like, "Dude, I can't be associated with someone who doesn't know what they're talking about." Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's bad. But guys. We'll update that. Hopefully the playoff committee redeems themselves, but probably not. This is this is the poll that counts this upcoming week, so we'll see how it goes. But the Blue Bloods Hosman poll, Brandon, started last week. Start at three. We'll snake draft it. Who is the number three person on your Hosman poll right now? Ooh, that's tough. I this man, I don't even know what to say right now. I'm gonna go uh realistic again. I still think oh, you know what? Maybe not realistic. I'm gonna go with Trevor Lawrence at three. I think that's a good pick. What? Yeah, big good pick. Do you think he has a chance? No, absolutely not. I think I think <laughs> I think I think it's between a one and two, and it's probably gonna be one on my list, but I have to I have to list three. So Trevor Lawrence, I mean he's still I mean, even though he sat out two games, stats are incredible, right? And I mean when he's playing, and I think that I think that there will be some voters that do give him the number one pick for some reason. I don't think this year's unanimous whatsoever. Um I could see some voters giving him the number one pick just because he's Trevor Lawrence, just because of the name. And if he's going to the NFL next year, no one there's gonna be there's gonna be a couple of people that are like, Oh, we're not letting Trevor Lawrence go without this number one pick. Without this number right. one. Right. So yeah, three. 
Okay. I got Devontae Smith at three. Yeah, I don't think he might be on that Zoom call, but yeah, but uh, I mean, there's no chance he, he wins. He's got 83 catches, 1,300 yards receiving, 16 yards per catch, 17 touchdowns, and he probably have four this weekend against Florida. Right, right. I mean, Brandon, and you know, since we're snake drafting it, Mac Jones is still two for me. Really? Because of Devontae be Smith. Because of Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is taking away votes for Mac Jones. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. Mac Jones has twenty Mac Jones has twenty seven passing touchdowns, Brandon. Devontae Smith has seventeen. <laughs> Good receiver. What are you gonna do? And Mac Jones is two for me, just and I'll get to why, but I mean he has seventy six percent completion percentage, thirty three 3.3 thousand yards, 27 passing touchdowns, and only three interceptions. And I get it. A lot of people thought he was going to be number one this week. Yeah. But I still – I don't think – I think what hurts him is he gets pulled so early. He yeah, doesn't have time to put up the gaudy stats. And, yes, he can win it this weekend with a dynamic performance. But right now, I think two is where he's going to sit. And I don't really know if he – is going to so much win it this weekend as I think Kyle Trask is just going to lose it even more this weekend. Um, I, so I, if I had to give it to you right now, I'd put Mac Jones at two, but I think in the end, and I'm going to go ahead and give you my end of the end prediction here. Uh, I've got Kyle Trask at two. You know, I think, I think last week's performance against LSU was a tough one to say the least. Uh, I mean, we, we talked about it. I get it. He still passed for almost 500 yards. Great but he had three turnovers in this game. And uh, I mean, it, that was against an LSU defense. Like that just shouldn't happen. LSU let, let Mississippi state pass for 600 yards on them. I mean, like, like what are we looking at? Like, what, what are we comparing to? So I think Kyle Trask definitely loses this weekend against the best defense in the country. If they, if he couldn't get it done against one of the worst in the country. So I've got Kyle Trask at two. And then since we're snaking it, I'll go ahead with Mac Jones and Mac Jones for all the obvious reasons. I mean, yeah, he has more weapons, but I don't really think that I don't think the voters are going to take that into consideration. This is a, this is a quarterback's award. Let's face it. I mean, wide receiver is not going to win this award. And yeah, I understand your point, Zach, that, that Devontae Smith might take some points away from him or take some votes away from him. I don't, I don't think it plays that big of a factor. I, I, I definitely see what you're getting at there, and I think it's a tough race. I think it's a close race between between Mac Jones and Kyle Trask, but I think Mac Jones ultimately wins it out. Yeah, I like that. I, the only reason I have Trask at one, which obviously, if y'all thought I was going to have Zach, anyone else at number Zach one, had, Zach has Sam Howell at one. Yeah, um, I mean Trask, the completion percentage is also over seventy percent. He has four hundred more yards, almost five hundred. The thing is, Brandon, 40 passing touchdowns compared to Matt Jones' 27. Right. That's a lot. He only has five interceptions. Matt Jones has three. That's even. He also has two rushing touchdowns, which Matt Jones doesn't have one. I just think he's done it with a higher level of difficulty. And if he can if he can throw less than one interception this weekend and still somehow get 300 yards, I think he clenches it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I do, and it, it's the same argument. Everyone thought Kyler Murray lost it when he lost that. Uh, when he lost to Texas, right? And uh, Oklahoma didn't do very well. Everyone's like, "Man, you got to give it to Tua. He's undefeated. He's done this, done that. He's still thrown for almost four thousand yards and forty touchdowns in only ten games." Brandon, right? I just I don't something about a 
something about a three loss team having a Heisman player on it doesn't it doesn't what about RG3 his team had like eight losses yeah but that's Baylor and Lamar that's all that's Louisville we're not talking about uh, like a marquee program here we're talking about we're talking about Florida a team that's won two national championships this this century did you just say that Louisville and Baylor were better than Florida as a program no I said we're not talking about those two we're talking about Florida A team that's won two national like, championships. I was like, I, I misunderstood years. you. I was like, whoa, we are not making that take on the podcast. <laughs> We're not letting that slide. If we haven't been canceled already, we would have been if that was my take. If the John Jones segment apparently <laughs> didn't get this canceled, this one was. I mean, I get what you mean. Yeah. I got what you mean there. I mean, I just, I feel like he's been the best player in basketball all year, man. Like, how do you, and also it's about storylines, Brandon. You know, this is about storylines. Yeah. What's better than a kid who didn't even start in high school and walked on at Florida winning the Heisman? Uh, a th- a three star who played behind Tua his entire career until until this year. Was it Matt Jones a four star? That was a three star. It's a four, I think. I'm about. I'm looking it up. Go That's ahead. That's tough. That's tough. That's <laughs> real tough. And I think there's an alt. And the thing is, so usually we've talked about the SEC bias in Heisman voting. What happens when the South's torn like this? Because you're going to have three huge candidates down South. Right. That's Mac Jones interesting. Was, Mac Jones was a three-star. Okay, it was a three-star. That's fine. But you know why I think Kyle Trask might win the voting? The West hates Alabama. All those voters <laughs> out there are probably going to vote for Kyle Trask. No, because they like Florida so much more. Well, Florida's better than Alabama, let's be honest, in terms of national <laughs> okay. perception. Fair. But, guys, that's a wrap on storylines. We'll update y'all next week. The voting's due, I think, after this weekend. I think it's Sunday or Monday. So, look for that. I think they're announcing candidates on the 24th, Christmas Eve, and then the ceremony is like January 5th or something like that. So, we'll update y'all on that. Gambling corner here. We're gonna run through these because we have f- this episode has been so probably two might, hours. It might be the longest episode we've ever done. So <laughs> um we'll get to these group of five picks, Brandon. There was tough picking for this uh gambling segment because there wasn't as many games this weekend. We're starting out UAB plus four and a half against Marshall. Uh oh that's a tough oh, one. That's tough because Marshall looked so bad against Rice. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I, I think I still got to roll with Marshall on this one. I don't think I don't think they can do that twice in a row. Dang. Ball State, 13 and a half point underdogs against Buffalo. Buffalo's good, man. I don't yeah, know if they they're are. I don't know if they're two touchdown good. Um it's still the it's still matching. So I'm gonna roll with uh with I'm I'm gonna take that. I'll take that. Okay. Are you gonna go with the money line plus three ninety ball state? Absolutely not. I barely, <laughs> barely want to take the spread. That's true. That's true. Army plus two and a half against Air Force. Oh, that's gonna be tough. I don't know if they can score two and a half points. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll take. Actually, you know what? We we talked about in the last episode. Let's put some respect on Ar- Let's put some respect on Air Force. I'm gonna go with no. Well, what would well, the point spread be? Army Coast Guard. Army Coast Guard. It'd be like, I, I think Coast Guard's like D three, so it'd be like forty nine and a half. Oh man, that's tough. 49 and a half that that the over under won't even beat that <laughs> yeah true <laughs> that's more points than army scored all year oh god san jose san jose state plus six and a half against boise state yes i i will take that i think san jose you, state wins that game all right so money line plus 205 san jose it state crush it, it to me feed it to me crush it 
All right, guys, non-championship power five picks here. Florida State plus six and a half against Wake Forest. Florida State plus six and a half. I yeah. like that bet. Yeah, I yeah, like I that say, bet. I was like, give that one to me too. And actually, yeah. what's the money line? 186, Florida State. Sprinkle some on that. Just a little. I agree. I agree. That's going to be a good one. But Tennessee plus 13 and a half against AM. I don't know. That's tough. That's tough. AM's disappointing, but Tennessee's so bad. Um, No. I've been hearing reports that Pruitt loses this game. He's out. Well, he's going to lose this game. So, Uh, well, he also might just pull out all the breaks if if that's the case. So, yeah, take Tennessee. Take Tennessee plus 13 and a half. (laughs) Washington State plus 10 and a half against Utah. Uh, Yes. Yeah, I, I like don't that. Really, I like I that bet. I don't really like Washington State as a team at all, but I don't I think, like Utah. I was about to say Utah. Utah's been surprising though. Yeah, I take the ten and a half. Are you going to take Washington State plus three twenty? Oh, absolutely, three twenty. Yes. Crush that, crush that. Mississippi State plus plus half a point against Missouri. <laughs> no, Missouri wins. Missouri wins big. Yeah, I agree. Stanford plus seven and a half against UCLA. No, UCLA. I'm, yeah, I'm taking UCLA. You could have made that spread 14. I'll probably take yeah. UCLA. Facts. Um, Michigan State plus two and a half against Maryland. That's ooh. a tough one. That's a good one. That's a Michigan, ooh. Michigan State's the dog in that one. Yes. We didn't even talk about, about Maryland's recruiting class. I don't know what they're doing over there or yeah, what, they're, what they're paying over there. But um, how many Camaros are they gave away today? Uh, <laughs> I'll, take, I'll take Michigan State. Plus one ten. Mm, yeah, I think I think if I, I think if I haven't been plus two and a half, I have to go with them winning the game. Yeah, I think so too. Over under segment, we're gonna crush these real quick. UAB Marshall forty one and a half. Over. Ball State Buffalo sixty seven and a half. Over. That's Maxion. <laughs> Florida State Wake Forest sixty six and a half. Under. Tennessee A and L fifty one and a half. Over. Oh, I like that one under. I don't know about that one. I know, I know. It's that was tough. Over. I was like, uh, okay. That yeah, one might I, be an under. I've committed. I think, it probably will be. I think so. I mean, I don't know. Washington State, Utah, 55 and a half. I don't know if Utah can score. I don't know if they can either. Under. Air Force, Army. Ooh, just go under. ahead. I don't even have to read it. I don't even have to read it. Under. Right. Missouri, Mississippi State. <laughs> Not playing. <laughs> the the over under is 37 and a half. <laughs> Guys, 37 still under, yeah, still under for sure. But Missouri, Mississippi State, <laughs> that was funny. Over, um, Minnesota, Wisconsin, 46 and a half. Under, Ooh, I like that one. Arizona State, Oregon State, 52 and a half. Over, I like that. Brandon's heart segment, it's here. Oh, and we're LSU's back, yeah. They we are. have LSU, two and a half point underdog. Underdogs against Ole Miss. Feed it to me. Feed it oh. to me. Feed it to me. Feed You're going to take the me. money line plus four plus 114 LSU. Oh, yeah. Oh, give me that money line all day. Over under, Brandon. 78 and a half. That's tough. That's so many points, but I have to go with over because both of these teams are just offense. I'm expecting to see an Alabama light performance where it's just score and this another score and then hopefully another score and then like they might score again we're gonna get a lot of <laughs> we're gonna get a lot of points this weekend boys 
Oh, man. But, guys, that is a wrap on our a Week 16 Conference Championship preview. We brought you guys I, – I, I, I haven't seen – I haven't looked at the time, but I am guaranteeing this is the longest episode we've ever done other than our draft special. <laughs> man, I hope you all enjoy it. I hope it gets you all through y'all's weekend, man. It's a huge weekend of college football. We finally got some big games. I'm looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it. Brandon's looking forward to it. But go ahead, follow us on Instagram at the underscore Blue Bloods. Twitter at the underscore underscore Blue Bloods, Facebook at the Blue Bloods Pod, YouTube, the Blue Bloods CFB Podcast, website, the Blue Bloods Pod.com, all that good stuff, man. We appreciate y'all. We're officially live on Pandora. So if you've been waiting for that for some reason or you still have Pandora, go check us out there. We're on Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Google Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find us now. So go check us out. Like, rate, subscribe to the podcast. Y'all know what to do there, man. But tell everybody we appreciate all y'all listening. But for right now, we're out. <laughs>